won't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, or as we like to call it, the Pod Pod. I'm John O, coach of the top 2,000 ranked Nico Hindsight. We're heading into round 21 and there are some big decisions to be made. Cleary is back. Trell is back. Haas is back. Walsh is back. And many of us have questions as to who are the right ones to bring in straight away. To chat about all of this, as well as some of the best pods and strategic moves, I'm joined by a fellow super coach who is flying high after another strong weekend. He cannot wipe that smug smile off his face after firmly entrenching himself inside the top 1,000. It's the pod hunter himself. Tubes, how you going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, McGraw. Uh, very happy with my weekend. Uh, another a 14-19, which was uh, pretty good for the week. And, yeah, as you said, moved into the top 1,000. I'm now 739th overall. You get a lot more exact as you start getting up up this high. It used to be like, you know, the 1200s, the 1500s, whatever, but 739 to be exact. Um, and, yeah, uh, on, on the chart. Mm, it always feels like we should just get Scott Drinkwater on the pod to talk about your team, Shubes, because it's, it's a one-man effort over there that you're running. <laughs> I don't think so. I uh, <laughs> the uh, – Look, Drinkwater's he's a he's a been a big part of my he's been a big part of my team. Almost you'd call him like the chocolate in the mud cake. But <laughs> there's there's lots of ingredients that go into there, lots of little pod sprinklings and uh making up the yeah, making make making up making it into a delicious dessert. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan was also meant to be joining us tonight, but he actually had to pull out in the warm-up due to a bit of dodgy internet connection. So it ended up being a tubes and grazy reunion special based on our uh very short-lived uh, university radio station tube. So looking forward to dribbling with you a little bit tonight. Uh, entries are officially closed now for our PodPod Unlimited group, but if you still want to join and compare yourself, our group code is 890189. Uh, things are heating up. We actually have a new leader after the weekend with Nick, coach of Cheese Sammy, taking over. Former leader Craig, the coach of Birdman's Bullets, is only 36 points behind, so it is absolutely anyone's game. Choose before I throw you for Queenstown an update. I just want to give the pod pod a bit of a wrap. Uh, let's 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 pat ourselves on the back for a moment, Choose, because as an overall podcast, our consistency has been excellent. So you're sitting inside the top one thousand seven hundred and thirty nine to be exact. Uh, Matt, Dan, and myself are all inside the top two thousand. Chris flailing slightly, but still sitting inside the top four thousand. And then the pod father, your dad, Matt, and Dan's dad as well, uh, sitting in the top two hundred and fifty. So. How good's our consistency? Is there a podcast out there with contributors going as well as this? Not look. I listen to a lot of Super Coach podcasts, and uh, and the answer is just a flat no. <laughs> um, we're 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 leading the charge. And uh, look, it's been a fun year. Let's see. It's it's going to get a little bit. It's a tough content week this week. It's a tough content week. I think over the next few weeks, trades are low. People can't do too much. Uh, and uh, and ninety percent of teams are going to be you know eighty percent the same, um, and you really you really ride and hide on the on the pods. So there's some important plays to make, and and hopefully we can make the right ones over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll choose. With that being said, do you want to give us that Queenstown update? Yeah, um, as you said, we've had some technical issues with dance. This is the fifth time I've given the update, <laughs> um, even though the first time the listeners are hearing it. But very quickly. Uh, 
The podfather and myself are leading still. We've kicked away. We're 73 ahead of you and Chris. Uh, and Dan and Matt uh, uh, also ran by now. They're about six or 700 behind um, that from there. So just making up the numbers, playing their own individual games from here on out, I think. Yeah, but uh, very hotly contested still for both those guys for the uh Overall podcast pod pod contributors top top prize so it's it's really open there. Matt's jumped into I think eleven hundred, so just outside the top thousand and and as you said Dan's Dan's inside the top two thousand so I think we're all within a few hundred point couple hundred points of each other so it's game on for individual. On it. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. The juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. Absolutely. Well, Chief, let's just jump into the analysis now. And starting off with the hooker position, let's just not spend too much time on hooker because it's really basically, do you have Harry Grant or are you trying to take him on with someone? So Harry Grant had a, a great game on the weekend, Tubes. Uh, a try assist, a try for a score of, was it just under 100? High 90s. Uh, and you and I are both people who, who are laying Grant. Uh, and a little bit disappointed to see that score. You're a Cook owner, as am I. How do you feel about just running Cook up against Grant for the rest of the year? You feel good about it? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty happy. I think me and you spoke about it earlier in the week, and I really do think with Harry, um, he he looked awesome on the weekend. He really felt like he came out fired up. You know, when he just has that twinkle in his eye from the get go, and and he was spring, and he had a bit of a spring in his step, jumping out of hooker. Um, he set up a try for Hughes. He scored a try himself, and um, and was just busy all night. I think to get away with only ninety five for non owners was was amazing because of how good he played. I feel like in most years when he plays like that, he's scoring one twenty plus. So yeah, ninety five was good. Uh, he's not going to do that every single week, uh, and I think Cook coming back into a yeah, a, a strong Souths run home where they're trying to basically make the top four. It's um, yeah, I think I think he can. He so I mean, I'm hopefully can match it, but I certainly wouldn't be upgrading Cook to Harry uh, as an option. You might look to upgrade someone else. Jeez, what about round twenty six when Cook has the buy? Is that going to be a week where you just cop an AE for that round, or do you do you still plan on having a second hooker for the run home? I've still got Egan. And I don't know if it's worth nuffing him. I probably will nuff him at some stage because um, I don't think you need a second hooker if you have Harry or Cook. Um, I think the weekend showed uh, I actually I, that you can carry AEs at this time of the year, um, or and just take a non-playing reserve and it get and you get the extra benefit of having that that VC loop, uh, uh, yeah, the VC loop option. So. I don't think it's the worst to to have one hooker and and knowing that you that you're going to have to take an AE at, in round twenty six. The exception might be to is if, if you're carrying Sonny Luke. Like I don't know that that would make me less confident going with that strategy. Oh, you have to enough Sonny. But it's hard to with trades. Like someone like Dan, for example, who's got Sonny Luke. He's got five trades left coming into this week. He can't enough Sonny Luke. You just got to hold it. Yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. I'd be getting rid of him. I, I honestly, I can't, like, it can't take out the VC loophole. Like, so I've got, you know, I mean, it, it just, it rides too much on your captaincy choice. And there's so many high upside guys. I mean, I know you've already mentioned Drinkwater, 
But I've got Drinkwater as my VC option this week. And if he goes berserk and got 150, then you'd, you'd obviously take that, even though Cleary has the option of going berserk. But if you have someone like Sonny Luke, what do they have to get? They have to be getting like 180s for you to be taking the VC loophole option. Like as in it just feels, it just completely destroys that. Um, so I think you got to do everything you can to, to try and get rid of those AE nightmares. Mm. Yeah, easier said than done, but I, I do agree with your overall point. Well, let, let's move on from Hooker. Let's go into the front row. Uh, a couple of relevant things for this week. Uh, Tino Fa'asuamalawe has been suspended. I think he's gone for three games or maybe even four games, Choose You were telling me the numbers, about 5,000 people traded him in last round for 50-odd points and a suspension. Just a disaster for yeah. those people. I think he – I don't know. I haven't read if he's taken the plea, but it was three weeks if he takes the plea um, and and possibly four if he challenges. So he's out for three weeks. Poor people that brought him in. They, they paid a big premium too, 850-odd thousand. Um, and, but, I mean, it, look, it's not the worst to happen. It's better to happen now than in three weeks' time. I think if you'd be trading Tino down to Haas this week if you didn't own Haas already. Yeah. Um, and you'd just be banking that 200K. You potentially could go Tino to Haas and then someone up to Cleary yeah. with the patch. So it's not the worst week for a time. No, I guess the worst part is you burn two trades to do it, but there are, yeah, like you said, with the Haas option, there are ways around it. So choose with, with pain. Are you any temptation to bring him in this week or do you want to watch and see how he comes back from that injury? I don't have any concern about bringing him in this week. It's purely that I can't afford to because I'm going to bring in. Um, so I have to enough. Uh, someone to bring in, and I'm not, and I don't have the trade. Uh, I'm not using another. Uh, I not, don't have a boost left to use on pain. Yeah, okay. So, so you're just making clear your, your priority. It's not that you don't think Haas yeah. is good to go for this yeah. week. It's just a priority issue. If I was an SJO, I'd probably get Trell actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I think the three the three people that I want is Cleary, Trell, and and Haas, and I have no problem Haas this week if the other two weren't available. Yep. All right, what about the Canberra pair who are back off the bye this week, uh, Tarpanay and Corey Horsburgh? Uh, Tarpanay, the minutes have been fairly strong lately. The scores have been really good. I've got to say, with them, their forward pack back at full strength this week, I have a little bit of concern over his minutes. I'm hoping he can hang around that 55 to 60 mark and hoping he doesn't drop back below because they've got that big Josh Papali'i back in the team uh, and they're, they're pretty much back at full strength now with their forwards. Any concerns around Tarpanay tubes or just riding home now? I, yeah, I think everyone just rides him home. I actually don't even know. Does it matter? Like, <laughs> everyone's playing him. Everyone's gotten him. Like, what's he owned? He's owned. He's basically owned by everyone in the top five percent, just about now, isn't he? So, I don't think he's he'll be worth a trade. Certainly not this week. And I think you're just holding him until the end. I think if I was a Corey Horsebrown, I'd be more confident that the minutes won't be affected. So maybe it's, if anything, it's not a. The Tarpon Aaron's might all be able to do nothing about it, but it might be good for those people who are holding the horse as well. I think so. I think um, I definitely keep holding the horse. Uh, I, 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 I'm. I think I'm holding Tarpony till the end because I don't think you necessarily need a to trade a front rower. Uh, but there's there's potential options as you as you look at the run home and see what his minutes are going to look like. I think it's yeah. We just hope that he does well. Um, and but he's he's done his job. He he got he did the good score during the buy round. For yeah, did what you needed him to. Uh, moving into second row forward now, 
Uh, with the Parramatta Eels, there's a couple of popularly owned guys there, Jermaine Hopgood and Ryan Madison. Chibs, you're holding Hopgood as am I. I think the Regan Campbell-Gillard suspension is excellent news for Hopgood owners. Yeah, until he got suspended, I was actually thinking about trading out Hopgood. Um, I was looking at Hopgood to Cam Murray, um, which we'll probably touch on a little bit, but uh, I think he's a cheap pod option. I think with the RCG news, then uh, it obviously just guarantees 65 minutes for Hopgood, you would think. Um, uh, Ogden, uh, I don't know, can't, don't know his last name, um, of, of, of Kafusi or uh, I don't know. Oregon anyway. Kafusi plays for the Sharks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the the other front, the, the front <laughs> row that's been named, he. He won't play huge minutes, so I think Hopgood will, will get good minutes. So I think he's he's a definite hold for the next three weeks and then see how your trades are looking and what the minutes look like for the run home. What would you do if you're a matter owner? Just cut your losses? Well, same thing. Like, so you'd watch for a week. You'd see I, how it goes with the new rotations. I think you, I think you do. You get three good weeks of, of Madison now, probably with better rotations. And you never know, like as in – they're always one injury away. Like RCG is suspended, but there might be another injury next week. Or if an edge back rower gets injured, Madison might turn into an 80-minute edge back rower all of a sudden as well. So I think I'd hold him. I don't think either's worth a trade because of that suspension. Uh, Rabbitohs players are, are potentially looking really strong for the run home. You mentioned Murray there, Tubes. Another one I want to talk about as well is Keon Kolomitangi. I actually traded him out two weeks ago when he made Origin. Traded him in for Podson Young and feeling a little bit uh, regretful about that trade now because Podson that week got about 42 points, so wasn't really worth the trade and wishing I had Keon for the run home. Is he, other than feeder, is he the highest upside back rower currently in Supercoach? Nicker has got a pretty good upside. Yeah, true. Well. Um, he's certainly third though at worst, isn't he? Like as in his his floor is probably 50 points and he can absolutely explode with, with a try at that right edge or a try assist. Yeah. Look, it, it certainly he's he's... He's up there with the the higher upside attacking second row forwards that you can get. Um, I, he's certainly above the likes of Bateman and Tohu Harris, um, etc. Um, the I'd be I think it, it feels like a luxury. Uh, a lot of people might be looking at the Souths run home, and they're looking for those high upside people. I think, and we might talk about it a bit later. You don't necessarily want to stack your side with South players because of their buy. And if you own Cook, you're looking at getting in Luttrell. I really like Campbell Graham as an option. Cody Walker's obviously an option for others. Uh, people might still be holding AJ. Like, I just think you can probably leave Keon, given most people have Fafita, Nikara, and Hopgood as their three starting back rowers. Yeah, the only, I wouldn't hate taking on if you have the jewels for it taking on Huss with Colomitani. Like, just as a bit of a pod play, because Colomitani could easily go on a run over this period again if you have the right jewels and can move, say, a Tohu Harris from second row forward up in the front row and have him as your third front row forward. I don't hate that idea. It's so hard. You've got to work out. I really do think you've got to work out who to take on over this yeah. period. I, and that's why if RCG didn't get suspended, I was more than happy to take on Hopgood. Um, but... Yeah, obviously that's been been thrown the thrown the spanner in the works. Cam Murray, Jono, you sort of talked me into him a little bit. What are your 
Are you any chance of trading for him this week? Is or is he on your watch list? I would absolutely love to trade for him this week. I my second row doesn't really have anyone I need to downgrade at the moment, uh, and it's it's looking quite strong. But I would love an excuse to get Cam Murray's four hundred and eighty k. Like we were happily having him in our teams at seven hundred and eighty k at the start of the year, like thinking knowing exactly what we thought he was going to do, and it just didn't quite pan out. And watching them week to week, it did seem like South were deliberately changing his role to take a little bit more toll away from his body, having him doing a lot more ball playing, less hit-ups. I think for South, it's so important for him to then go for it, getting those quick play the balls and those late passes to the line, as opposed to the predictable passing at the back. And I think they're premiership contenders this year, and I think that Murray's role is going to change over the last few rounds as they try and push for a top-four spot. So... I would absolutely love to get him in at 480K. I think he's a great pod. Yeah. When we started talking about it, I really looked into it. So it, it says that he's got 16% ownership. But that's just, yeah, exactly. So he's actually only 3.4% owned in the top 1%. Um, yeah, but that's zombie players. Uh, his break even is 19 this week. And as you said, he's only mm. costing 482K. The other thing I really like about him is is what you just talked about with him straightening the attack. He looked so good in origin. And me and you have had this theory all year, and I don't know if either of us could be is are correct, but yeah. he just didn't start off the year looking like the absolute um, Hercules of a human being that he is. Like as in, well, he probably looked it still, but he certainly wasn't playing like it. He's looked gassed. Um, at p- different parts throughout the year, whereas in normal uh, years he's never looked gas. So there's, we've got this. I guess it's you could almost label it the Shack theory. Shack never did preseason training. You know, he just sort of worked his way into the year, and then and then come playoff time on their three peat, he was he was at peak fitness. And I really think Cam Murray is is really worked himself into peak fitness. He looked unbelievable in Origin three, played big minutes, and I think. The back end of this year, Souths needing to make the top four because you can't win the cop if you don't make the top four. They're going to have to play in big minutes, and he's going to be fully fit and ready to go. I think he's an awesome pot option, and I'm almost talking myself into still going in because I really want him in my team. It's a bit like Jeremiah and I the other week I just somehow talk each other into it. I'm feeling that way. I think we both might have Cam Murray in our side by the end of tonight. No, but I <laughs> yeah. just mean the the theory. Yeah, that one works. But yeah, offensive first of all to compare Cam Murray's body to Shaq's. So like that bloke's car from granite. Compare him to Shaquille. Yeah, and I, I also really like the bench for Murray as well. So they got Blake Taff on the bench, who Jason Demetrio has shown in the past that he's happy just not to play Taff unless he needs to, or unless he needs to spark late in the game. Jacob Host, who's pretty much exclusively an edge player, and then a couple of middles, but. Couple of middles who aren't necessarily known for playing huge minutes either. So I do like the bench for him. Cheers. We've probably spent too much time on Cam Murray. No. So we'll move on, but we'll just both say that we absolutely love it as a player and are both strongly considering it ourselves. Uh, what about Victor Radley Tubes? You want to talk a bit about the the inflictor? I just thought he looked quite good on the weekend. He's he's obviously a busy player. Um I mean, he's still just dumb. Like, he's he's probably going to get suspended and you just can't bring him in for that reason alone. But I didn't mind him on the edge from a super coach. He clearly loves to get involved. His tackles were still up. I think he made 32 tackles um, and he looked good defensively on the edge. Uh, he had two line breaks. 
Um, and and he's got a bit of ball playing about him, so I think he's got a bit of upside for a try or try assist and different things like that. Um, again, I don't mind him as a pod play if you're looking a bit outside the box in the 500Ks, but I just I can't do it because I'd be shocked if he played all seven games for the run home. Yeah, I don't trust Victor. I don't trust the Roosters. He's kind of at that uh, TPJ level for me, Victor, where like I've owned him in the past. They're just on the never again. Yeah list for me until they can prove otherwise. So I, I don't think I could consider him for the rest of the year. But I do see the upside. It's just not for me. All right. Uh, halfback tubes. The big news is that Nathan Cleary's back this week. You're looking to get him in immediately. He's your number one priority? 100% I'm getting Cleary. I own Hughes, so it's a no-brainer. Hughes to Cleary. I think anyone that owns Hughes or Moses as their second halfback at the moment, it's a no-brainer to go to Cleary. Uh, you're the SJ owner. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm pretty envious of that. Uh, bring in I went Hughes, you went SJ, and and that cow, that Warriors run just looks. It's I think we've been talking about it for a few weeks, but it's certainly getting some airtime on Twitter this week so far. Uh, what are you thinking of doing? I'm definitely going to hold SJ for this week, and then come round 22 when the Warriors have the bye, I'm going to take a bit more of a, a look at it and, and figure out what I want to do from there. But I'm leaning towards the hold for SJ for the rest of the year, but it's a scary feeling. Like having all these people bringing in Cleary and not having him just doesn't quite feel right. But at this point, my plan is to take it on. The other thing I'm considering with Cleary as well, Tubes, and this is a bonus for SJ, is that last year in the final round, uh, Ivan Cleary rested all the big names heading into the finals, just gave him a week off. And there's a chance that that would happen to Cleary. So I was looking at originally thinking about, okay, Cleary has one more game than SJ because SJ has that bye. But there is a chance that Cleary rests for round 27. And by that point, there's no chance I'm going to have trades. So you're kind of stuck if that happens. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> would just take on Cleary if I owned SJ. Their run is too good. Um, I can't see if 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 I – I can't trade. No one can trade. You can't trade in SJ if you don't already own him. Uh, and I think a fair few SJ owners will still jump to Cleary. So he's actually yeah. a pod and their run and his upside is it certainly can match um, Nico and Cleary. There's been a bit of chat from a few different places about Nico. Um, like if for those that own SJ, going Nico to Cleary is like, it sounds blasphemous. Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. I think it's insane. Just, it's like, I know he scored a try on the weekend, but they were they were horrible on the weekend. He still ends up getting 72. He's averaging 100 for the season. And it's not like the Sharks' run is, like, that terrible. And even in games where they typically score 12 points or less, like on the weekend, which doesn't happen that often, he still in, inevitably gets 60-plus. Like, it just – I can't see that. And as you said – Cleary's a risk of being rested and the Sharks are going to have to win every single game or, or try to be win every single game for their finals hopes. And so Nico's going to be heavily involved in that. Yeah, it also feels like they're just going to be fired up after a pretty embarrassing loss on the weekend, the Sharks. Like, you don't mind him as a bounce-back candidate for this weekend and Nico is a captaincy option. Six scores above 100, four scores in the 90s. Yeah. Good luck, anyone that trades him. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's – is there anything else we even need to talk about at Halfback Tubes or just move to 5-8? Well, other than basically 
other than SJ, Cleary, and Nico, they're the only three options. And anyone else, I'd be getting Cleary um, above. I, I wouldn't be trading in SJ if you didn't already own him. Yeah, okay. So if you were a Hines and SJ owner, you just hold fire. But if you were a Hughes or Moses owner, you're upgrading to, to Cleary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with your thoughts completely, Tubes, although give me a week and I might change my mind on SJ. <laughs> if SJ was to get 40 this week, having a buy next week and Cleary came out and got 120, I think the recency bias would push me over the edge. Yeah, it'll be a tough one, but certainly for this week. Send him off! Send the dressing gas off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Is there anyone else you'd consider as a keeper level 5-8? Obviously Walker, Munster. Do you plan on getting either of those guys into your team? I know you don't have them at the moment. I actually think 5-8. So Pong is now nearly 100% owned by the top 1%. Um, and I guess that's because the people in the top 1% probably likely had to own Ponga over yeah. the last couple of weeks to be where they are. Um, and the other fight high option there is Manu, um, which obviously goes into the center wing. I really do think 5-8 could be an option where you try to, to take on some players. Um, the clear obvious ones is Walker and Munster. Uh, they're both about 50% owned. I'd, I'm happy to not have either of them, to be honest. Of the two, I'd probably have Munster at 660K, but he's not coming into my side this week, probably not next week. So I'm probably just taking them on for a little bit longer. Um, and I'm, I might try and slot in, I think I mentioned last week, Dylan Brown when he's back, if I hold off until then, or try and find another poddish type option like a no, absolutely not that something more. like that. Yeah, I, I still really like Munster and my plan is to get him in, break even 180 Definitely this not week. Matt Moylan. Uh, and they're playing the Knights, who is a pretty good <laughs> matchup to easily get that break even or get, at least get close to it. So that, that's that's possible. Knights did not look good last week against the Tigers. I think he's the one, Tubes, I agree. that I, I Between Munster and Walker, I think I'd rather have Munster. It also plays into the part that I'm going to own a couple of South players for the run home, and Walker's one that I'm deciding to to leave out. I don't think you can have too many South players, especially with their round 26 buy. So, yeah, I like where you're coming from, but I think I'm going to try and get Munster at some stage and move Manu down to my centre wing. I think he's the obvious one. I honestly don't mind the thought of running Ponga and Manu as my 5'8s for the run home. Uh, and then if I get an injury to one of my gun center wingers, you move Manu down there and, and look at what 5'8 options are available at that point in time. I, I certainly couldn't say any of the, those are must-haves um, other than Ponga, obviously, which everyone now has. Yep. All right, well, let's go to centre wing where there actually is a little bit more to talk about in centre wing. Uh, I want to start off, choose with the Sharks pair, uh, Sifatalakai and Ronaldo Molotalo, who I think combined for about 35 points on the weekend. I own both. Uh, Talakai has been moved to the bench this week, dropped, or not dropped, dropped from the starting line. Connor Tracy comes into the centres. Talakai just has to go this week as a priority now, doesn't he? You can't hold. Yeah, like can't go. Like, it can't stay, like, as in, yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> he got a, it's unfortunate because he went terrible. He's got a huge BE and now he's an AE nightmare coming off the bench. So you either got to nuff him out or upgrade him elsewhere. I think this week, I think for those getting in Cleary and or Latrell, um, you're probably looking to, to nuff him out this week, um, and upgrade elsewhere. Yep, I completely agree. What about Ronaldo? 
He has uh, averaged 10 points over the last two weeks, which coincidentally is the time that I've owned him. Uh, <laughs> you just have to hold. He's lost too much value now and hope he goes in a bit of a run. Yeah, I I think the Sharks, I, I, as I said before, they run home like it's not fantastic, but he's still going to be a match-up player. He's just no value to get rid of. Like he's 524K. Yeah. Um, I guess if you were going to trade, you'd probably have to do this week because he's got a break-even of 147. But I just think that um, he's 57% owned or he's, you know, quite highly owned. You're going to – he's okay to, I th- still think, play on matchups. And in the run home, I think this week's a good matchup. Uh, Shark Park Sunday afternoon against Manly. Uh, I think that the Gold Coast Titans – Newcastle Knights, Canberra Raiders, that's sort of four out of the next seven games that you would say are good matchups that you'll play him in. So I think you just hold him and and play him on matchup. So you're you you will play Ronaldo this weekend. You got the confidence to do it after those scores? Yeah, I think it's a bounce back game for the Sharks, whether the, uh they have to come out and fire it up if there's any chance of being in the in the finals this year. They've obviously made the change. Tracy for Talakai um, and Moylan gone for Trindle. So, um, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of confidence, but I think it's the smart play to play him on that matchup. Well, Tubes, if you were looking to do a bit more of a sideways move, we've spoken about the importance of finding good pods for the run home who, who aren't that highly owned because so many players are just massively owned amongst the top super coaches. Big bad Brian, Brian Tottenham for the Penrith Panthers. So he's currently 630K only owned by 7% of that top 1% of super coaches. Do you like him as an option? And is there any chance you'd get him? I just can't see. The freaking Penrith centres just don't pass the ball. Like, like he's a base stat monster and he obviously knows how to finish a try and he's a good try scorer. It's just been crazy the way that it's been this year. Like, I just... Like, as in, he's a Penrith winger. He should have huge upside. But I just, I don't feel confident that they're going to pass the ball enough to him that I think he's a must-have to bring in for for the back end of the year from a sideways point. Yeah, I I don't mind it because looking at his draw coming up, so they got the dogs this round, then they go up against that shark's edge that we were just tearing shreds off. Uh, I know it's a new edge now, but it's still going to be, Still new players, new combinations to come up against, and I imagine it'll still be a target. So that's two good matchups there. They got Manly, they got Gold Coast, uh, uh, they then they got the Eels and the Cowboys to finish the year. But there's a few tasty little matchups there for Big Bad Brian. I, I, he's he's yeah. one that if you're looking for those pods to try and have that differential against those top people, I think he's a really good one. Whether or not you have the trades to do it, that's another thing. Yeah, and I guess that's the it's about prioritizing. Who to who to get? What your team looks like? I like as we've talked about. I'm I feel like I'm pretty pottish already. Um, if you're not feeling pottish enough, I think he's definitely an option to look at bringing in. He scored nine tries this year. Like it just seems ridiculous. Like they're the best team in the comp. He's one of the best wingers in the comp, and he scored nine tries. Yeah, nine tries on Cleary's edge. Yeah. So look, I mean, as you said, he might come out. He could easily come out and get 150 this week. Um, and you will yep. be shocked. So, um, yeah, definite option, not that highly priced. Uh, I want to talk about two South Skies tubes. One of them is someone that I know is kind of you'd really, really like to own but probably can't. 
The other one is uh, Ty Munro, who has been dropped or might, might be injured. Wasn't even the twenty-two man squad. For me, as a Munro owner, I'm actually really happy about it because I don't have to worry about him as a potential AE nightmare, and he just kind of sits there as enough. If he does come back into the team, which is every chance when Tane Milne is the winger and it's just a suspension away at any any given second, uh, then sure, he comes back in and makes a bit of cash, but I also would have to then consider nothing him out if that were to happen. Uh, Campbell Graham Tubes is the guy who you really like. Yeah, I think he's um, he's the best premium option that I'd like to own at the moment. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get him in. I don't know if I can, but I just, I really, like I said earlier, uh, Trell coming back, South's really fired up on a run and Graham just looked unbelievable this year. So you get a watch this week, see if he's looking back to fully fit. And I think he's really low ownership and, and he could be, he could be a good pod play for the run home as well. Uh, Tubes, Jacob Kiraz. We absolutely rubbished him last week and he's moved to the centres. He actually had a great game in the centres. His base was a little bit back. I mean, again, I don't think you consider bringing in a Bulldog centre at the moment, but we kind of pushed him last week as a sell. If you own him, you're definitely holding there after a bit of a bounce-back game from Kiraz. Did you watch him? Nah, I don't think I watched. What, who, who did the The Broncos. Play? Yeah, I didn't watch much of that game. Um, I was happy to just see that winger go no good for a Oh yeah, yeah. Wilson, yeah, Blake Wilson, Wilson for a bit of an AE. Yeah, um, I think a, a lot of these center wings, it, it's tough because surely people aren't prioritizing center wings this week. You're either nothing to upgrade elsewhere, um, or yeah, if you've got the luxury of upgrading center wing. But certainly, Kiraz, if you owned him, he's he, you 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 you're holding. Uh, for at least another week, seventy-two on the weekends, pretty good. Um, pretty much without um, any attack, any attacking stats at all. No line breaks, no tries, anything at all. So he's certainly a hold, but I can't see that he's someone that you're targeting. Like, would you? Is there any chance you bring him in to finish? No, not at game? all. I'm just more mentioning as a bit of an apology for how much we rubbished him last week and said you should trade him. <laughs> and I hope no one. Who owned Karaz traded him off the back of our advice because he looked great. He's he's another one that just hasn't scored any many tries this year either, like five tries. Um, and and obviously he's had the injuries and his base has dropped away. Um, the dog's draw is pretty juicy as well. I mean, after this week, Dolphins, Newcastle, Canberra, Manly, Titans. Yeah. Crap teams uh, don't have it's just crap teams don't have juicy draws. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um Jermaine Asako too, we finally beat him. He his, after just holding off all year, had his worst score of the year, 35 points. Uh, I was absolutely loving that, just watching, just hoping he wasn't going to jag a late try. So good. Yeah, it was a good feeling. Um, I feel a bit bad for those people that traded him in round 17. Uh, but, yeah, his, his try scoring's just dried up over the last five weeks. And... Um, I don't know. It, uh, Valence Tafari can't even be blamed for the weekend, but maybe just because he was on the other wing, he's just he just they just don't gel well together at all. Like they're they're certainly they're not a good mixture. Yeah, they're not making a nice cake. <laughs> two different ingredients together. Um, but yeah, thirty five on the weekend, and 
I don't know what you do. 597K, the value is now gone, yeah. isn't it? So you're probably holding it. Yeah, him. definitely. I mean, they got the buy this week, but I just don't think I could. If I bought him in at around $800,000, I just don't think I'd bring myself to trade him out for 200K less. Um, tough, though, if you're holding both Ronaldo and Osaka or brought them both in over the last couple of weeks. That, that's really tough. But, uh, yeah. That's his, that's his lowest score of the yeah. year. And he hasn't had uh, that many scores under 50. So he's definitely got a, a flaw. So he's, he's definitely still a run home. Well, I don't know, actually. Yeah, the Dolphins just, I don't know, they seem to be crumbling. But um, they haven't got a bad, they haven't got a bad run. Tubes, going over to fullback, I definitely just want to start by talking about Latrell Mitchell because I'm bringing in Trell this week. I know he's got a huge break even. It might not make logical sense, but this is one of those gut calls. Everyone else is bringing in Cleary for good reason. That's where people's focus is, and I'm trying to kind of zag and bring in Trell this week and hope he goes absolutely mental against the Broncos. You might talk to me about some logic about coming back of an injury, high break even, tough matchup, but I'm just going to ignore all of that and go with my gut and bring in Trell this week. No, I love the Latrell play. Like again, like I said to you before, if I had SJ like you, I'd be doing Latrell as well. Huge pod. Uh, he is 800K. He does have a big break even. But he just feels matchup proof, right? Like as in he had a 96 earlier against the Broncos earlier this year. Last year he got 138 against the Broncos. Um. And then they roll into basically one of the best runs you can have as a three-week stretch, Tigers, Sharks, Dragons. Um, and, yeah, you've got to imagine he's fully fit um, and he's ready to go after the after a long, a long layoff. Now, <laughs> you're a South champ. I don't know what, what you call fully fit Latrell exactly <laughs> means. But uh, certainly fit enough to pick his moments. Um, I, I'd I'd love to have him in my team this week if I if I could afford to 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 use the trades and have him and Cleary. Oh, getting both would be huge. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. he's only ten percent owning amongst the top one percent super coaches. Trell, so that's way way lower than what his ownership should be amongst that kind of tier of players. So yeah, I really like him as kind of a a pod uh, for those people at the top of the super coach leaderboards because. Is he? A, he's a must-have, just about, isn't he? Like, I'm just looking at this run. You're going a week early. Tigers, Sharks, Dragons. I know they got the bye, but then they played. They played the Knights, which is a Knights league, you know. Yeah, and then final game of the year, which could be for a top four spot. They play mm-hmm. the Roosters, and even if it's not for a top four spot, like it's still against well, the Roosters. Always players, plays hard against gonna, the Roosters. Yeah. He's up. For, he's going to be up for it. Um, like you wouldn't be shocked if he averaged a hundred for the run home. And so, um, yeah, I won't be going like a drink water to him, but I think he's the. I think he's the the a huge like he's the number one fullback trading target. Um, and I like going early on him a week. All right. Well, good. Didn't try. Didn't even attempt to talk me out of it. Wouldn't have been able to, but you didn't even try. Uh, Reese Walsh cheers. <laughs> Uh, coming back after being a little bit naughty with his words on the field. Are you tempted by Reese Walsh? He was so good at the start of the year and even at Origin. like he just His form was unbelievable. That first step he has and how he always gets on the outside of his opponents. He's one I'd really love to get in because, again, the ownership's super low amongst the top-tier player. 
that's where I'll almost be tempted to, to run with Ponga and Manu at 5'8 and have both Trell and Walsh by the end of the year. Yeah. So, I I mean, I, I, I feel like I keep mentioning the name, but obviously because I own Drinkwater, <laughs> I, I'm only getting one fullback, and I think Luttrell is the the obvious one that I want to get. I think for those that, that aren't in that same position, Reese Walsh is a is a really good option. And if you can afford it, because he is 200k less than Latrell, I actually like the idea of getting him this week as well. I know it's going to be a tough matchup against the Bunnies, but I just think he's going to be super involved. Um, and he's going to be coming off like <laughs> You got to imagine he's got to he's got to try and get some retribution, like or you know, for 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 sitting out the last three weeks and come back with a bang, um, ready to go, the little pocket rocket. Lane Miller oh. fierce to the right inside. Oh, Bateman, Bateman, wow. yes, yes, Canberra. Yeah, a big chip on the shoulder for Reese Boy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I'd love to get him, but I think like you said, Tubes, if if you're down on trades, or if you've already got a good fullback in that spot, Trell should be the priority for sure. So I'm completely with you on that. What about Gutho tubes? I think did you sell Gutho a couple of weeks ago? Or are you still holding? I did, and he would be I, I like as in I think anyone that owns Gutho, perfect time to sell him to either if you sold him to Reese Walsh, that would be if you owned Gutho. Gutho to Reese Walsh, you make three hundred k. And that's enough to upgrade someone like a Hughes or a Moses to Cleary with plus change. Like it just seems like free. You're basically getting two guns then oh, in. Yeah. Um, Gutho to Latrell makes a hundred k. Like I, 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 I'll eat my hat if Gutho outscores <laughs> Trell or and Walsh on the injury aside. Injury. Well, if that happens, we'll post it on the Twitter page a video of you eating your hat. Yeah. You, you, I haven't eaten no. hat yet. The, this year. You love throwing down the I'll eat my hat, but you're right, you haven't had to eat any hat so far. So <laughs> good sign of tubes, I'll eat my hat bet. Uh what about Kennedy tubes? You own him. I pretty disappointing his last couple of weeks for those who brought him in for the buy in round nineteen. Yeah, he's he's been I didn't play him on the weekend, although he ended up being my AE, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, pretty disappointing. I I'm nuffing him this week. He's going to be my nuff. He doesn't make my seventeen. He's got a break even of a hundred. Um, I'm going to nuff him to a fullback center wing jewel, and then look to upgrade my fullback uh, next week somehow. Um, uh, obviously, there's a few different options, but the I, I think unless you are for some reason short on numbers or you think that he's can fit in your 17 and I do like the matchup this week, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a, a big game. Just feels like a big risk with a break-even of yeah. 100 if he's not going to make you 17 to hold him this week. I think it's a good time to nuff him out. Obviously, Talakai over him is a priority for those that own both. Yeah, I think Dan was going to make a case if he was on about uh, holding Kennedy as a bit of a pod hold and hopefully 70-plus points against the Seagulls. But I don't know. I don't know how much that would have been a convincing case, although Dan can be pretty convincing. So maybe he would have sold it. But uh, I'm leaning towards YouTube's uh, either nuff him out if you can via Jules or upgrade him to someone else if possible. 
James, I think that's it for the, the uh, positional analysis for this week. Let's get into the pot of the week. So a recap from last week, one of the all-time bad pot of the week weeks from us last week. So Chris's pod was Selwyn Cobbo, who 43 points, not a disaster, but not good. Tubes, you went with AJ Brimson, who was a, a laid out after Origin, rested for the Titans, so that doesn't really count. And then I went with Joseph Suali'i, who ended up back in the centres after Teddy was rested from Origin, and he only had a 48. So rubbish week all around for part of the week. I'm going to get mine out of the way, and I'm, I'm going with Suali'i again. <laughs> I know that might be a bit of a cop-out. I, I sent a message. I don't know if you got it. I changed. When Brimson was out, I changed to Jenkins. That's my pot of the week. Um, yeah, <laughs> Didn't come through. So one hundred and thirty-two point seven percent owned. Uh, nice little nuff for the run home. <laughs> oh, well done, Tubes. So I didn't realise that. So great week for pot of the yeah. week from Tubes, as always. But poor week for everyone else. Now, so I'm, I'm copying out Suwilee again. Um, a big part of why I actually wanted him as my pot of the week was because he was back on the wing, and then he ended up playing in the centres. So this week he should actually be back on the wing. Looked really powerful in a few of his runs last week against the Storm and a very nice matchup against the Leaky Titans this week. So I'm I'm sticking with Suali'i as my pot of the week yet again. Tubes, what are you doing? Look, I was going to double down on Brimson now that he's back, but all this talk about Luttrell, 6.1% owned. He is uh, he's, he's currently only traded in uh, 2,800. Um, so he's still, I think, classified in that pod range. Um and so I'm going to go Latrell as my pot of the week. I can't believe he's pod territory. I think he, like, against the top teams, he's technically not pod territory because he's over 10%. But you're right, from an overall ownership standpoint, 6%. So he sneaks in. No, he's still pod. He's still pod. Top 1%. He's over 10% of the top Is 1%. Isn't he? Isn't he? Or was I looking at top 5%? Maybe. maybe. No, 10.4. You're, you're right. Um, but we do we – do, pot of the week goes on – Total ownership, so he sneaks in on a technicality. I'll give you that. Noted uh, curse being my pot of the week, so not good for you. Um, oh, so that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly death riding Latrell this week because I do want to get him next week. So a, a nice, yes, he'd love, love a huge, a huge price, price drop. drop, but uh, I do think he's a he's a he's the pot of the week this week. Well, just for the record, Dan Dan wants this on the record. I wouldn't if I was him. His pot of the week's his pot of the week's you and Aitken. So that is on the record for you, Dan. But uh, I don't rate it at all. Would have would have loved to have heard Dan's case for that. Maybe next week he can after you and Aitken gets a fifteen. Geez, yeah, we we might need like a stats deep dive on you and Aitken. He's owned by um, five people in the top one percent. Um, and <laughs> and he's back in the centres for the Dolphins. Um, and hold on, don't Dolphins have the ball this week? <laughs> so he, look, it's, he, we'll lock him in as part of the week for Dan for next week. <laughs> it's the second time this year he's done that. Jaden Sewer earlier in the year when the Dragons had the ball, or Sewer wasn't playing or something. He's gone with you and Aiken in a week where the Finns had the ball. What a beauty. <laughs> All right, Tubes, Mailbag. Uh, yeah, Mailbag. Tubes' Mailbag sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock. Uh, we have got a couple of questions this week. I think um, the first one is uh, from comes through our WhatsApp group. It's from Jason. Both questions quite similar this morning, uh, this evening, actually. Um, the first one's about, we've touched on it quite a bit, and it's Souths. It's South have a juicy run home after this week, but another buy to come. Would it be foolish to have my team breeding rabbits 
to carry Latrell, Walker, Cook, AJ, and Murray, as well as Munro. Oh. Uh, Does that have six so teams? One, two, six. yeah, six including Munro, five guns, five playable um, players, basically, in your 17. No, no, I wouldn't carry all of them. No, no chance. I don't think you physically could. Like, that's assuming you have a couple of Munro, you'd have other nuffs in your team. You'd be lucky to field a 17 for that round. So there's no way I could carry all of those players. Five guns from South, no way. You could talk me into three, three guns for South as a max. What do you think? I think you could carry four. I really like their run. That run we just went through is freaking unbelievable. Uh, and I really do like it. So I think you could carry Latrell, Walker, Cook and Murray. Don't know if you can carry AJ or or any variation. I think you can carry four. I don't mind it. Uh, like I like the idea of getting some hot teams. Um, second question's very similar. Uh, and this is from uh, Luke. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Luke has said in a similar vein, uh, I'm currently running four Warriors, SJ, Tohu, AFB, CNK. Given their run home, is okay. Is it okay to cop the down week next week when they're on the bye? Will leave me playing AE at front row forward and 17 plays max next week, assuming no more outs. Uh, I would not carry all four. I don't. I don't know that I'd want Tohu for the run home. I think he's at a price where he's easy to. He's not too far to upgrade to someone like a Painhouse if you can in the front row forward, or a really good second row like Colin Matangi or a downgrade to Murray. So I, I think out of those names, there's no chance I'd be holding Tohu. I am a Tohu owner, and he's going to be my ticket to to Pain next week. Uh, like that's just that seems the logical thing. Um, Tohu. Break even 68 this week. Um, you carry four this week and then you trade one of them next week. The mat like the the mat the run home for the Warriors doesn't matter for Tohu. It's not like he goes better. No, it's, it's, irrelevant. it's completely irrelevant. So um I'd be keeping AFB, CNK, and SJ, and I'd get rid of Tohu next week. I'd actually get a fourth if you can afford it, I really, I like that Warriors run home is unbelievable. Like if you can, I, because I don't know, I'm a bit like I'm trying to antipod it, not because I think it's smart, but because I don't own SJ or CNK and I can't get both of them, I can't bring myself to bring in like a Dallin or Tanny Zelezniak because he can yeah, only go no, well can. if those other two go well. So I almost have to yeah. antipod the, the whole Warriors. But if I owned like Luke does, uh, CNK and SJ, I'd actually, I'd almost be feeling like I'll double down on it and get in like a DWZ or something like that for the run home as well. JCNK has been the beneficiary of a lot of like those sweeping, just throws a nothing pass. SJ does all the hard work, but CNK gets yeah, the try assist. That said, as a salty SJ owner, but like there's so many times when CNK gets that last, that sweeping he, fullback. He just, it's just they've clearly made a, they, they, they're following in the, the NRL bunker, just let's make something black and white that doesn't always have to be black and white. And basically if the fullback sweeps and passes, they just get the try assist. Whether the centre does most yeah. of the work or the, or the halfback does most of the work, the fullback just gets it, which I like. It's fair enough. Um, but, yeah, he definitely has been a beneficiary of that on the right edge for the Warriors. Massive. All right, which hopefully that uh, that answers those questions for those guys and helps them out for the for the run home. Tubes, I think we've done all right coming in a little bit uh, unexpectedly a two two parter two hander for tonight. I think we've done okay. Yeah, like like I said, it, it, 
for the for the sixth um, sixth sixth attempt to get this off the ground, and then and then and then a late scratching of Dan. Um, it's been good. All right. Well, hopefully you can keep the good times firing this weekend, Cheers, and maybe top five hundred by next week, and the smug smile will be even bigger again. <laughs> you beauty.